Yeah, because there was a point in my life where I actually thought that maybe the medical center might be true because um, I remember um, feeling that way when I found out about it in high school um, that that medical centers have been helping parents and um, and children who are diagnosed and um, and just thinking about that I thought to myself I had a look at, I had a look at my mum and I'm like man do people still say this stuff to us and she just says yes she literally just says yes and um, that's like the heartbreaking truth like you know that people are not getting so much help and and we always have this thing about blaming parents like we always blame parents like well you should have done more and more with your child or you should have sent him to a better school or or maybe like if he was brought up here he wouldn't have anything to do and like especially like when it comes to our own whānau like you know not getting support as well instead of just medical centre because that's the reality that we want them to you know pull away from and really really do their best to um, figure out what is autism what is and it's not just autism as well like what is autism what is ADHD what is uh, what is uh, you know Tourette syndrome like you know all of those amazing abilities that these kids have even down syndrome like we need to know that this isn't um, this isn't a sickness or this isn't something that you hear from mainstream medical center um, this is some this is something that they carry um, throughout their lives this is something that they are going to evolve from and like yeah it's they just need to like look beyond the 10 be look beyond the 10 like that's what I say yeah I didn't know how to do numbers like I was really scared because all the only time I only did numbers was I did like you know the usual one two three four five six seven eight nine ten and um, that's all I could do I did, I did not know what other numbers there were and I didn't even know that um, having 10 there are more numbers beyond that yeah it's like yeah because we only learned about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nineteen. Like, yeah, and yeah, and it's hard. Like talking to kids as well. Like talking to or making friends. Like, I always like get nervous. Like, would I say something offensive or would I would it be scared? Like, what would my response be? Should I talk like a dinosaur? Should I quote Jurassic Park? Should I quote The Iron Giant? Should I quote Mrs. Doubtfire? Like, that's just man. I just did not know what I I just did not know what to do at that time that's why I was so silent because everyone had random words like it was random words talking and um and I remember saying to my mum like what are we gonna do like I had a message for parents is just patience um it's, it's, it's definitely patience because um not all medical centres are perfect and not all and not all medical doctors you know are bad there are probably good ones but they're just not you know being recommend recommended at the moment so for the parents just patience um yeah you don't need to see your child as a child a child with a disease or or an interesting personality just see it just see that child saying that oh 
powers. Probably he probably has superpowers. Mm. Yeah, because that's what that's what I love to do. Like I always say to my little cousin um, when he was diagnosed, told me what is autism or what is ADHD, and I said it's a superpower. Yeah, and that's what you have. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. yeah. So just those little little things to help with parents and full of the tamariki. Changes are scary, but you know it is the only way to. Yeah, to deal with it. Yeah, one step at a time. So, how was it, Kate, um, for Tahoe growing up? Given he doesn't like changes, but you travel a lot as a family. So, how how are you handling it? <laughs> so it was to the point where we used to have you know, video stores. There used to be video stores, and we had this every Tuesday because we had to have a schedule, right? Mm. Like a certain route, we'd go and get our videos for the week. We'd go get DVDs. Did you get them Tuesday, six or six dollars? So we go to this yeah. one store, and then it shifted. They were going to they planned a shift to the other side of the of the mall, yeah, about right. two three hundred meters away. It shifted. Right. So that was <laughs> Tahu was about seven, yeah. and we got there, and he wouldn't. He was going. He in his mind, it had walked across and plonked itself somewhere it wasn't supposed to be and it took a real long time to get him to walk through the doors of the new venue because mm. it if i took a certain route to school you know all hell would break loose so it was just you know, having to deal with that so what it was i think i mentioned earlier that we had said to Tahu, even though he's a little fellow we said you're gonna have to meet us halfway you know tahu is tahu Mm-hmm. Um, so then we went on the journey and and that's when it started. So it was one teacher and from there we just quickly moved um, to find resources to look for information, anything. There was nothing for Māori. There was nothing at the time. There was nothing. And I had one friend who worked in Otago at the uni um, who when we went to a, um, a, a tangi, a funeral, a Māori funeral, Tahu was more interested in speaking to the um, the carvings and, and just not engaging with anybody. She said, I have one piece of research that you should look at. Uh, and we, it just, we you'd get all these checklists and we're just ticking every single one off, you know, around engagement and and all sorts of things, you know, social engagement, etc. And we just started our journey there. Um, not an easy one. And our boy, at the time, we realised, once I'd realised that his kwangareo experience would have been quite traumatic. It was so colourful and loud and, you know, all those things that we just hadn't known about. And so for years, he'd managed somehow um, to stay with us, to be a loving, beautiful son. Um, however, he was carrying quite a lot because he was unable to filter what he was seeing and hearing. And so we always think about Tahu in those formative years. Wow, what a strong soul that is to carry that Mm. in that little body. (laughs) Yes. So how did you find out about Marilyn? Um, My mum. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, my mum. She. yeah, she told me about Māori Land. Um, she wanted me to attend it, but I said that I, I need to graduate first because I, f- I, f- I just feel pressured to, you know, mm. get a degree. Oh, yeah. You have a degree before? Yeah, right? I had a degree before, yeah. but it didn't really need to be. <laughs> I didn't really need <laughs> it that? before here. Yeah. It was for Bachelor's Creative Performing Arts. Right, yeah. Right. 
Yeah, so I was at Fitilea when I heard about Māori land and I wanted to, and I really wanted to go, but for some reason my instinct told me to finish this off. Yeah. And then I also wanted to do Tipo Theatre, so I wanted to give two companies a go. So I gave Tipo Theatre a go first, and then I wanted to try out Māori land. And when I found out that Māori land does indigenous films too, like work, like bringing in different films from around the world, I'm like, yep, take me, <laughs> take me, yeah, I just, I need to do some, I need to get back to this, man, like, yeah, I love it, yeah, because indigenous films have, have always been part of it, but we were so overshadowed by, like, mainstream movies, just like The Iron Giant, just like Jurassic Park, and, like, there weren't really much um, Māori films that we wanted to look up to, well, besides Once Were Warriors, but Once Warriors were different because we were Tamariki that didn't really need, just needed to wait until we're older and then learn about it, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but there was no specific uh, Māori movie that was for all the age group, yeah, because we, we were just so busy into, like, the serious ideas, like, the serious, um, impact that Māori have and that's what we need to focus on but there were not much you know fun Māori animations well not like today not like today like we've got some really good um you know tamariki we've got some really good tamariki um films that are being developed and like animations that are on um that are on TVNZ too like yeah as a father we're quite forceful in saying we're the center of his world not the school and not the health system that was a different way to look at it and we got right. to choose our teachers. We had very, Tahuaro all the way through has had the most amazing kayako, amazing, who were all, we all chose each other and we had good um, education plans and we also chose our schools, we had to choose the schools. So for Tahuaro when we lived Papa Moa and for our girl as well, not to exclude her either, we drove 13 to 14 kilometres a day to find the right school that would take care. That's every day. We just drove, we passed three other schools because they were not going to be able to take care. Yeah. Um, so that was important. So we put ourselves at the centre. So we got really good support that way. Uh, and, and, and my mum was living with us and she was very staunch about going to the meetings. The health yeah. system, <laughs> we'd enrolled with a Māori health provider and we're very lucky we're able to access psychologists, psychiatrists. Uh, however, their view is quite limited. Right. Uh, it's limited and they limit um, potential in their diagnosis because it's, it's very clinical. So it's very, very clinical. <laughs> and so when we had clinicians saying in front of him while he's in the room and to me, oh, well, He's only passed one test around, um, what was it, patterns. I'm afraid to say he can't, he, nothing else. He didn't pass anything else on math or anything. Oh, mm. so therefore, therefore, his limit will be this. We probably will evolve to seven, eight-year-old expectation and probably won't read and write, you know. Mm. Like, oh, wait, it's not going to work. We just didn't, we said, thank yes. you. We said, thank you, and just said, no, well, that won't work for us. He has to read and he has to write and he's going to have to figure out the value of things, yeah. you know, and so uh, that was our journey. It, we're grateful for the diagnosis because it did give us um, 
access to some the school got access to resource. Um, if you want to be a filmmaker or want to like you know do something that is not really Māori or indigenous based, at least keep your culture together. Like remember where you come from if you're gonna like hold on to a passion that you really love. And that was really important. That was so, it stuck to our heads for a long time and we really wanted to be filmmakers, but we don't want to work at Hollywood. <laughs> like that's the thing, like we didn't want to work at Hollywood. We wanted to do something like create stories for Māori, create stories for like indigenous people, like it's yeah. so important and because it's always going to be important like we're always going to have our own superhero origins of where our passion comes from and where we start because yeah and that's why I that's why I'm thankful to have these artists with us in our lives yeah and since we have artists in our that we have in our lives it's cool to make like you know friends with younger artists as well like here in Māori land whether they're animators or concept art artists uh, storytellers yeah it's the same thing like because we share an interest and we share a passion and even if those passions and interests can be different it is still the same category in the passion that we are in so I Thank you, Kate, for your time and uh, welcome to the podcast. We'll, we can start. Yeah, we can yeah, start. Good? Yeah, all good. You ready? <laughs> yeah, I'm really yeah. good. So, welcome to the podcast and uh, thank you for your time. I know you're busy and you're doing your traveling, um, Kate, and for you, Tahoe, you're doing your editing yeah. and um, you still find time for, for this podcast. Yeah, no worries. How are you doing, Kate? Good. <laughs> Staying warm. Got lots of snow on our mountains this morning so it's beautiful to look at yeah and you Tahu, are you, how are you doing yeah all good just um trying to keep warm <laughs> trying to yeah. make sure that we keep working as well yeah it's been cold lately like, yeah it's uh, been cold really snap. cold lately it's not as cold as Monaco, but it's cold oh uh, yeah what's the temperature in Wanaka? Uh, you're in Wanaka, right we're lucky if we get above zero at the moment <laughs> it should be up it's, it's just quite nice for the minute what is it? Let me see. I'll probably find out. But it's been below. Oh no! This is quite warm. We're at four degrees. Oh yeah. Well, still cold. That, but that's still cold for me, being Filipino, Asian, going to New Zealand. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I remember my boss say, telling me, right? Why are you still in, in jacket? Ah, because it's cold. No, it's summer. No, I feel cold. Fair <laughs> it's enough. <summer. laughs> Okay, so I guess we can start. Um, Kate, you can tell us about yourself. Well, um, tuatahi kanui te mihi ki a koe Lloyd, um, koutou i whakarongo mai ana, um, te iwi i whakarongo mai ana uh, ki tēnei whakawhitinga kōrero i tēnei wā. Um, kia, ora, um, kia ora Lloyd, thank you for um, having us both. 
Um, a little bit about me. Uh, I am a Ngāti Hine, Ngāti Wai um, woman um, on my father's side, and he was raised in the swamps of Waiomio, up in um, the Bay of Islands. And on my mother's side, she is a very hearty Scots-Irish-English woman who was raised in the bottom of New Zealand in Bluff. Uh, mm. And uh, where I was raised as well, Irarui te Manaki o Kati Mamoe, um, beneath the care and protection of the tribe down there, Kati Mamoe. Um, so I will always start off with a mihi to them. And uh, I'm very blessed to have um, a wonderful husband and two beautiful children of ours, as well as the many others who have come to um, live with us over the years. Um, and it's a little bit about me. And we, for the minute, we're living, well, for a long time, hopefully, we'll be staying here in Wanaka. We're a whānau that have moved around a lot um, in response to different kaupapa around the motu, around Aotearoa. So, yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah. And you, Tahu? Uh, kia ora. Uh, my name is Kotahuarua uh, Ohiatakuingua. Hiuri nei no Ngāti Rangi, Ngāti Pukinga, Ngāti Hine, Ngāpuhi, me Ngāti etc. hoki. Because we've got so many lovely um, tribes that I'm also descended by and um, I would love to list them off but I can't take it. It'll take over the whole interview, I reckon. Heuri, ke te nohoi ōtaki, te mahi ki a Māori land, kōwau he filmmaker, animator, whakari tutor and storyteller. Hi. Thank you. I love the way that you have your own uh, tribes and you can trace it back to yeah, yeah I, I, I like that I mean I, I, I kind of trace my, yeah. my ancestors <laughs> I would love to I would love to trace back but I think it'll take over yeah I'll find out watching us and mm. that's what's important yes. I, 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 still watching. Mm. all right so tell us about the, your story Kate in terms of the your journey of autism when did this start well, you know, it's just, you know, having, first having Tuakwea, our first daughter, and then with Tahu coming along in 1998, um, the journey, it, it doesn't start at a certain point when we recognise something in Tahu. I mean, we're just so blessed to have him, full stop. And uh, for us, our children were raised in Kohangareo in the Māori medium education, you know, system. Um, and as a as a mama, but I was also a kayako, We it was we we're part of a movement. So Tangaroa was actually raised as a baby in a very uh, dynamic environment that was extremely colourful, full of real. And um, even back then, you know, and he was completely engaged and aware. And about the age of two, he just suddenly just stopped talking and would just be very watchful. Um, and we found that quite, I mean, he was very, also, I had him on my back most of the time because I was a teacher and, and our little girl was there. And so I'm running around, I had this baby on my back who was cl clearly just observing everything. Uh, and also because Tahuru was also blessed to be, at the time, being the only um, son and brother and nephew and grandson, because we have mm. many, many girls, we just put down some of his behaviour at the time growing up to, oh, this must be just how boys are. <laughs> so, <laughs> he um had stopped talking um he was taking just and and we also recognize that everybody develops at their own pace so we weren't so much worried about 
uh, things like toileting, we weren't worried about speaking, we just thought, well, in time, in his own time, he'll come to this. Um, however, starting school, he was so anxious to start school, and, and education is such a big part of our lives. Um, he was very, very close to me um, and did not enjoy his first day of school. We sent him off with his sister, and he actually would escape out the window. He would be swinging out. Mm. I remember going into school one day, he's hanging out of a window, the teacher hadn't noticed. Um, and he constantly just wanted to come home as a wee one. And we thought, oh, no, no, something's still not right here. Mm. Um, and then it, it took a while. We shifted to, we were in Hamilton at the time, and Kitty Kitty Dorm was shifted to Papa Moa. At the time, we were actually preparing to go overseas, and our children were raised in Kopapa, so um, Māori uh, language is their first language. However, we had an opportunity at the time we thought we were going to take to go to Michigan, and so we moved back to um, Bentham's, my husband's homelands in Papa Moa and Tauranga Moana, and we enrolled the kids in, in English medium school so they could learn English and get used to being around English. So it was there that and, and Tahu would never he couldn't sit and he wasn't he wasn't um he wasn't loud and he wasn't disruptive, but he wouldn't sit, he couldn't, you know, he wouldn't sit, he'd just be quietly just doing his own thing, or he would sleep and sleep and sleep. And so then uh it was a teacher that said, look. I'm wondering if your son has autism and I'd heard of it and didn't even mm. think about it. You know, tahu is tahu. Mm. Um, so then we went on the journey and and that's when it started. So it was one teacher and from there we just quickly moved um, to find resources to look for information, anything. There was nothing for Māori. There was nothing at the time. There was nothing. And I had one friend who worked in Otago at the uni um, who, when we went to a um, a, a tangi, a funeral, a Māori funeral, Tahu was more interested in speaking to the um, the carvings and, and just not engaging with anybody. She said, I have one piece of research that you should look at. Uh, and we just, we, you'd get all these checklists and we're just ticking every single one off, you know, around engagement and, and all sorts of things, you know, social engagement, et cetera. And we just started our journey there. Um, not an easy one and our boy at the time we realised, once I'd realised that his quangario experience would have been quite traumatic it was so colourful and loud and you know all those things that we just hadn't known about and so for years he'd managed somehow um, to stay with us, to be a loving beautiful son um, however he was carrying quite a lot because he was unable to filter what he was seeing and hearing. And so we always think about Tahu in those formative years. Wow, what a strong mm. soul that is yeah. to carry that mm. in that little body. <laughs> yes. yes. How about for you, Tahu? What's the journey like for you in the in your eyes as an autistic person? Um, it was uh, just started out normal, to be honest. Like, like, a, like my mum said, like, it was just normal. Um, and then like, as I got two years old, yeah, I stopped talking. Um, but the re but a way to communicate with my parents and a way to communicate with other people is that um, I used to quote a lot of movies from, like, you know, a lot of movies. So I quote them, like, from The Iron Giant, Jurassic Park, um, even, like, some uh, 
even some cartoons from uh, Nickelodeon and Disney Channel, like I used to quote them all the time and that's how I communicate with my parents and with everyone else. Um, everyone always found it odd, yeah. yeah. But that was also like my interest, um, falling in love with you know, animation, cartoons. Um, the Iron Giant was possibly my, is possibly like, that helped me to get into the world and helped me get into filming to um, voice act as well and to edit like it's so awesome like because when mum got the DVD like I just watched it every night <laughs> I watched it every night and I, I just loved it um, Vin Diesel's um, performance as the giant um, made me felt like me um, I related to the giant because everything was new to him like when he landed on earth and and even though like he had lost his memories he still felt he still felt like he was exploring the world and that's why I related to the iron giant because like I loved how he just like you know finds random things and when he finds a car like he'll just chew on them because like yeah he always eats metal like metal is his kai and it's yeah. and it, and that's like me like you know i have my own specific food i i, I never eaten like rice or a warm home-cooked meal it'll just be spaghetti and cheese like just the same as the iron giants he he eats metal and my food would always be spaghetti and cheese <laughs> like that's just yeah yeah. Like that's because that's like my hobby that I love doing and Jurassic Park just got me into like, you know, it was my science back in the day. Like I loved getting into um, zoology and paleo, like learning about um, dinosaurs as well. Um, and also like um, and also like just being fascinated by like, you know, my mind was just fascinated by how did people do this? And the way, and another way to communicate with my parents was that like I quote a lot of sounds and roars and growls from dinosaurs, and then I, and then I just responded back to my mum. My mum would think like, ah, don't you use that attitude on me? And I'm like, what? I'm just saying rah. <laughs> yeah, it's like because yeah, you know, rah. Yeah, 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 yeah. and yeah, and like having um, and having my. Uh, experience on the spectrum for the first time uh, it was kind of hard reading people I, I never I never read people's um, body language or like when they have these signs like come here or stay or move back like I'm like what? <laughs> I always look at them odd like when people give show me body language or like quoting something I always say to myself go to the room what what movie is that? It's like I always I always figure out like what movie was that like because I, I didn't understand it like I didn't understand where that came from and then that's when I was introduced to books. Right. So every time you want to have conversation, you're trying to relate it into a book. Yeah. Uh, sorry, yeah. not book into a movie into kind a of movie, thing. Yeah. 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 Mm. So like um yeah so like I never I, I was never good at maths as well because like the only maths that I could do was watching movies and like looking at the size and like measuring um measuring the table like how big is this table like i like i didn't know how to do numbers like i was really scared because all the only time i only did numbers was 
I did like, you know, the usual one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And um, that's all I could do. I, d I did not know what other numbers there were. And I didn't even know that um, having ten, there are more numbers beyond that. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Because we only learned about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Like, yeah. And yeah, and it's hard like talking to kids as well, like talking to or making friends. Like, I always like, get nervous like would I say something offensive or would I would it be scared like what would my response be should I talk like a dinosaur should I quote Jessica Park should I quote the Iron Giant should I quote Mrs Doubtfire like that's just man I just did not know what I'll I just did not know what to do at that time that's why I was so silent because everyone had random words <laughs> like it was random words talking and um and I remember saying to my mum, like, what are we going to do? <laughs> like, I had to, I had to quote that from a movie. And then, like, my mum just told me, you know, just keep learning, keep learning. Yeah. But then, um, but then that's where my attitude came. And then, like, school rang up my mum. <laughs> just wondering, like, you know, I've been writing wrecks in my maths books, in my spelling books, in my... English books like all like I that's the only word I could write because I can't because I can't write other other words like all I can spell was Rex because Rex was like the closest thing that I could get to that's the one in the movie right yeah. that's the one in the movie too like that's the one in the movie because I quote Rex all the time and um and I just love it yeah I love it yeah my my teachers found it odd but I had no regrets <laughs> Yeah. yeah. For you, uh, Kate, so how was it communicating with uh, Tahu at that time, given that if you will be talking to him about something, he will respond in a movie scene? Oh, we loved it. Was way, we, when he first, so being a real Māori speaking whānau and then making that transition to an English space because we were trying to teach them, we thought that some of the developmental delays were around just transitioning. But we noticed that he wasn't speaking either of the languages, Māori or English. And, and I guess the sadness of, of the time is that we didn't have, there were no resources. We didn't have Māori, um, te reo Māori speech language therapists. We couldn't access um, educational psychologists who had te reo. So we had to make a decision to keep Tahu in a kind of a more of a um, white stream, mainstream environment so that we could do communicate full stop but we never we just found that um echolalia which is the whole thing of you use certain words to get an outcome that you need so if i was to travel to china i would learn a certain phrase knowing that that will get me to the public bathroom if i ask it but i have no idea what it really means right i just know if i say it yeah. so there is a wicked intelligence that sits in kids who are on the spectrum especially when they use echolalia yeah. So Tawaroa using the scripts from film, we loved it. I mean, one of his first words, it wasn't hello or mum. It was literally, well, how would you know any better? He just came <laughs> in and said it. We're like, what? <laughs> and he just came in the room and, and then off he popped again. And we're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't something that, you know, and so communicating with Tai, we found really easy because he was very close to us. So we kept him physically close he was very physical he had to be touching mm. and I felt I think that really helped um and we 
I, I guess when the diagnosis come, I think what's really important is to recognise that you do come with your own biases about around what success will look like for your children. Mm. Especially if you grew up in um, a flight. Now, for us, where education was important, we've been to uni, you know, so you have these kind of expectations around what success means, and it's through your own. And so dropping that biases, I guess when that, it, to be fair, when the diagnosis came through, we were all absolutely exhausted because by that time he was probably just running around in the mud and, you know, it's completely, it was pretty hard. But when it came through, I remember for a day mourning, you know, mourning what I thought would be his future. And I had just to quickly just get over it and go, wow, we have to see, it's another course. It's going to be another set of successes. I've never been disappointed by that. So if anything, um, you know, the journey enriches us, it helps us see the world um, through others' eyes and really keeps us in check on our own prejudices mm. what expectations should be. So those are, I mean, the echolalia part of it, the communication, I, I feel for us has never been a problem mm. um, with Tahoe. What it's, you know, the anything that's been a problem, it's been accessing um, support, you know, for him so he can be the best that he can be. And in the absence of that, we just, as a whanau, just wrap around. And he actually has always managed himself. We were super clear also that we were not yeah. to be, we said to him, he's got to meet us halfway because mm. we travel a lot. Um, and so other people were going to be raising him as well. He had a whole community that, that pitched in. Mm. Yeah. And we, you talked about support. So after his diagnosis, uh, what came after that? Uh, did you get something from, let's say, education or something from um, health system or for special school, which is very important as well, part of the backbone of the future of children? So we're very, I guess, um, as a father, we're quite forceful in saying we're the center of his world, not the school and not the health system. Mm that was a different way to look at it and we got right. to choose our teachers we had very Tahuaro all the way through has had the most amazing kayako amazing who were all we all chose each other and we had good um education plans and we also chose our schools oh, we had to choose the schools so for Tahuaro when we lived Papa Moa and for our girl as well didn't not to exclude her either we drove 13 to 14 kilometers a day to find the right school we would take care. That's every day. We just drove, we passed three other schools because they were not going to be able to take care. Yeah. Um, so that was important. So we put ourselves at the center. So we got really good support that way. Uh, and, and, and my mum was living with us and she was very staunch about going to the meetings. The yeah. health system, <laughs> we'd enrolled with a Māori health provider and we're very lucky we're able to access psychologists, psychiatrists. Uh, however, their view is quite limited. Yeah. Uh, it's limited and they limit um, potential in their diagnosis because it's, it's very clinical. So it's very, very clinical. <laughs> and so when we had clinicians saying in front of him while he's in the room and to me, oh, well, He's only passed one test around, um, what was it, patterns. I'm afraid to say he can't, he, nothing else. He didn't pass anything else on math or anything. 
Oh, so therefore, therefore, his limit will be this. We probably will evolve to seven, eight-year-old expectation and probably won't read and write, you know. Oh, that's not going to work. We just didn't. We said, thank you. We said, thank you, and just said, no, well, that won't work for us. He has to read and he has to write, and he's going to have to figure out the value of things. Yeah. You know, and so... Uh, that was our journey. It, we're grateful for the diagnosis because it did give us um, access to some, the school got access to resource um, mm. to help, which was great. So we got a speech language therapist, but it was all very, I still feel it was the community. I'm very grateful mm. and I'm grateful to those teachers, especially. Um, and it was still the community that just, no one thought twice accepted, loved, just along with every other kid, you know, ain't mm. Tahu. Yeah, because there was a point in my life where I actually thought that maybe the medical centre might be true because um, I remember um, feeling that way when I found out about it in high school, um, that that medical centres have been helping parents and, um, and children who are diagnosed and... Um, and just thinking about that, I thought to my, I had a look at, I had a look at my mum, and I'm like, man, do people still say this stuff to us? And she just says yes. She literally just says yes, and um, that's like the heartbreaking truth. Like you know that people are not getting so much help, and now like when we go to other communities uh, around Maori, Pacifica, and other indigenous ethnicity um we usually hear like you know cut it out or kati be normal can you stop fidgeting around like that you know it's, it's all that stuff but what because like we and we always have this thing about blaming parents like we always blame parents like well you should have done more and more with your child or you should have sent him to a better school or or maybe like if he was brought up here, he wouldn't have anything to do. And like, especially like when it comes to our own whanau, like, you know, not getting support as well, instead of just medical center. Mm. Cause that's the reality that we want them to, you know, pull away from and really, really do their best to um, figure out what is autism, what is, and it's not just autism as well. Like what is autism? What is ADHD? what is uh what is uh you know Tourette syndrome like you know all of those amazing abilities that these kids have even down syndrome like we need to know that this isn't um this isn't a sickness or this isn't something that you hear from mainstream medical center um this is some this is something that they carry um, throughout their lives. This is something that they are going to evolve yeah. from. And like, yeah, it's, they just need to like look beyond the 10. Be, look beyond the 10, like that's what I say, yeah. Yeah, and I think based on what you have uh, told me, uh, Kate, in terms of your whanau, you just focus on fa your whanau and you didn't listen to like what others, other people would say, like, no, he can't, he won't be able to talk uh, at some point or he can't learn or whatever negative um, feedback you're receiving you you just ignore that and then you just focus there which is kind of cool and i think uh, that is uh, what family is for right like supporting the family 
and making sure that yeah. the family is um, well and healthy yeah. in that sense. That's right. I think there was one, because the other Tahu's diagnosis was uh, on the spectrum, but also global developmental delay. So I came back and said, Look, your son has an IQ of 46. <laughs> and, I, and so what? You know, <laughs> yeah, good on yeah, you yeah. using that intelligence measurement, but he's got all these other ones, so we'll just mm. ignore that one too. And That's it is difficult, you know, having, and sometimes Tahu will find it hard to find the right language or, mm. you know, that, coupled with that. So, you know, he's not. Um, on the high functioning end either. Mm. So he has all these, what could have been perceived as really material, huge challenges for his mm. learning. And somehow he was the most hardworking spirit. What, what, what they forget is that they have strong wairua spirit, there's mm. determination, um, a huge aroha for just in gratefulness for being on the planet. All that, that you know, that Tahu yeah. brings outweighs these other challenges. Mm. And although it's not going to be easy, and math is a real issue, yeah, um, you know, we all do. We all work on it together. You know, it's mm. just we work on it together. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So going to your uh, interest in films. Okay. Yeah. So how did you find that films are your interests? Um, I think uh, uh, Roman Williams, R.I.P. Yeah. Um, I think I was so fascinated by that actor, um, Robin Williams, and um, and I watched him uh, on Mr. on Mrs. Doubtfire, mm -hmm. and and when I was watching his performance, um, I said I said to myself, "Whoa, this man's got like a million voice, mm -hmm. like a million voice in what he can do," and uh, and it was so amazing just watching him like become this old woman like trying to save his um connection with his um with his tamariki and i felt like that's what was that's what um mum dad my grandma were trying to do and like i just fell in love with robin williams performance like changing his voice like from medium to high pitch to low pitch but what i didn't realize that i didn't know he was he was voicing genie on aladdin and like even his voice was unrecognizable as well like i couldn't see robin williams like i i knew it was him but for some reason he just disappeared into the role yeah and i just loved it and Jurassic park uh is is like i said before it's my favorite closest thing to science because i love the um idea of like what would happen if we did bring you know mokonui or or dinosaurs back to life like it's not going to look good because we're going to be like on the brink of extinction and they're going to like rise back and take back their whenua take back their banakitanga and like take back their own stuff and like then it was like oh yeah that's good their dinosaurs don't live anymore man <laughs> but i think my biggest my number one favorite movie of all time will definitely be iron giant it's okay. no, no well to me it's no debate <laughs> it's no debate That's who you yeah are, it's yeah That's it's where i it's my origin yeah it's my origin of why i love films mm. how i can create you know robots mm. or create like interesting characters with mm. like you know a backstory like who are these 
um, characters and like what are their relationships and like learning about all that stuff like I even still love it today like The Iron Giant is still my favourite movie even up to date mm-hmm. yeah and then after that like I've just been inspired by like directors as well like Peter Jackson's um, The Lord of the Rings Edgar Wright's um, The Cornetto Trilogy I loved um, Shaun of the Dead Hot Fuzz and um, The World's End like The Cornetto Trilogy was one of my favourite uh, movie trilogies of all time it's just um it's just funny British humour that we just, that even for our Pākehā side, when it comes to Scottish, Irish and English, like, we just loved all that stuff, yeah. Like, we loved the style and all that, and, like, yeah, James Gunn as well, like, such a good director. And, it's, and of course, we've got our own artists that we also look up to, like, um, Tim Werner Morrison, Rena Owen, um, there's so many, uh, Taika Waititi, of course. Yeah. Uh, Julian Dennison, like all of those amazing um, icons, they spread it around around the world, not just in Aotearoa, mm. but around the world, because they prove that they're not just typical, you know, Maori oh, yeah. um, actors. They're performers that happen to be Maori. Yeah, they should be yeah. seen as artists. Yeah, and yeah. seen like the artists. Yeah, and it's and it's and it's so important. Mm. Um, I had um, Te Karere talk to me about like, are you ever gonna be fam? Are you ever gonna be like famous now that your film is like you know, really good and blowing up? And I'm like, oh, I don't see myself as um, Cliff Curtis. I don't see myself as Taika Waititi or Tim Werner Morrison because those guys and all the other Maori um, actors and Pacifica actors, they remain the goats. I'm just starting. <laughs> like I'm just starting to like you know. Um, come up with my stories and come up with my ideas and all that stuff and one step at a time. yeah one step at a time yeah. same as like developmental delay it's just one step at a time like yeah and of course like you need books to yeah. understand films because like the the because I didn't even know that Jurassic Park was um, based on a novel right yeah I didn't know that um, it was based on a novel and the Iron Giants as well so like that got me off guard and I had to read them and yeah Dress of Park as the novel it was dark as hell man <laughs> like it was so dark but um but then yet again I'm happy that this film found me so I can figure out what's behind the film as well like the original type yeah, yeah. and that's what I wanted to do with um Hikaru Hitariga like have this story be based on a true story but who are the real people behind and what is the actual story that happened? And how did you pick your actors in the settings and stuff? Um, I had a few... Uh, I had a few from Auckland as well that came over. Um, but we also uh, talked to actors as well because they also worked in health systems too. So Ruben Butler... Um, he's been working with um, Anika Moa, so he said that he was also working with um, Tamariki who have been diagnosed with autism as well and we had like a nurse mm. as well, like an actual nurse that came to um, that came to like play this role and it was so lovely and like it's picking those certain type of actors that have um, not just theatre mm. or not just screen what or not just screen acting but also they have done something else mm. so we've chosen those actors 
that have worked in medical centres into the film because they've understand um, what that kopapa was like and I just wanted to cast my sister <laughs> as <laughs> as my mum so like yeah. I casted my sister as my mum because she was going on a rant about like you know um, the the art system is not giving us you know plenty of you know, recognition of mm. how hard we work. Yes. I really want to keep working. And so I called her up and I was like, you want to be in the film? Mm. <laughs> and she was like, yes! I was like, yeah, so I gave her the role as my as my mum. Because, mm. of course, like, you know, it's whanau. Yeah. Mm. And um, Enia was also our little, uh, was our little man playing Ben. So he, we had to, like, do all of his POV shots using his arms, his legs. Uh, his breathing as well, to like to like you know make the kid feel real to like help him yeah. bring him to life, yeah. And um, and the reason why I called my character Ben because um, it was it was my dad's name, Bentham. So I wanted to name I wanted to name this character after my dad because he's also like you know has you know something in his brain oh, yeah right, that, right. yeah i would talk about it but it was, yeah, it's yeah. kind of hard to yeah. no, um no and yeah casting and also like working with um maori land with the maori land crew uh it wasn't just maori land production it was also napakiaka mm. match crew um and also like toy mataro has also helped did the film as well um mm. we've all and we've all like you know talked to these worked with these actors as much as we can on yeah. we didn't have time to like do um rehearsals or where we're going to film mm-hmm. it's just straight two days just film that film that let's get let's get that rolling all right next seat and then like yeah onto the next seat yeah but also it was lovely working with our extras as well like our tamariki mm-hmm. that have also been on the film um when we premiered it uh at the film festival this year, um, the Tamariki uh, got to see themselves yeah. on the big screen for the first time. Yeah. And when they saw it, they was like, oh my gosh, I'm famous, I'm famous. Yeah. <laughs> and then they just like, they, 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 they it's, it's the realization like, you know, this is, mm. this is a path that right. they want to be on, like, yeah. Mm. And like, it's just so awesome, like seeing these kids like reaction, yeah, like yeah. of themselves, like saying like, I'm famous, mum, look, I'm famous. <laughs> it's <was laughs> like, it's so fun, yeah. Any? Yeah. Do you have any um, like people you look up to when it comes to filmmaking? Um, I look up to uh, definitely Taika Waititi, of course. Mm. Um, Edgar Wright. Uh, I like because you know I just love all of his zoom and quirks that he has, mm. and um, I love looking up. To, I just love looking up to everyone, and like for actors, um, yeah, I just love looking up to like Robin Williams, like I said mm. before, like, yeah. Gone too oh, soon, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's your favorite film outside of that? Uh... Of I enjoy? Um, so far, I actually really love the Spider-Verse mm. films. Um, it's just like different styles uh, all together and like just with like amazing, um, just like with amazing rotoscopes and um, painting and like, also, they give like different styles as well, like mm-hmm. to give a, to give go, yeah, yeah. And it's just so amazing to watch, and also bringing in like you know the ethnicity of like Spider Man, and I definitely look up to Stan Lee as mm-hmm. well, because um, 
I remember watching his interview saying that like underneath Spider-Man, mm. um, he could be anyone. And that's the idea of like his whole body, even his face is covered. So right. you don't, because with people um, that see Spider-Man, they don't know who he might be. He could be like, just like what mm. Stanley said, like he could be black, he could be red, he could be yellow, like he could be, like Spider-Man just belongs to everyone. And that's why, and that's what I wanted for like, you know, my ideas and my um, story. It's for everyone yeah mm. yeah it's for everyone that just needs to learn about mm. yeah. Okay. yeah and for you kate how was like how was it like uh, supporting tahu with his film um interests oh um so i think there's a little bit of background there too and that he was raised um amongst film community indigenous film community film community here so he was we had the pleasure before she passed again way too soon with um being with Mira Tamita and we'd started a film, uh, Aotearoa Film Festival with Mira Tamita, who's a pioneering filmmaker, Māori filmmaker, whom Taika and Cliff and Ainsley Gardner and others, um, Chelsea was Stanley, they've all been mentored by her. And so um, our job and the kids used to, you might not remember being thrown in the vans with Sterling yeah. and Hajo, the creator of Reservation Dogs, yeah, Sterling yeah. Hajo, Taika, they would take the kids, like they're meant to be doing a screening, and then they'd disappear and they'd taken, you know, Tahu and Tuapoi off somewhere. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so they were raised amongst filmmakers, but as a normal, as a normal thing. Yeah. And um, he has an uncle who's very, the very dear to us, mm. running water. We call yeah. him Manu because mm. yeah, it's so yeah. Cool. yeah. Mm. He's also another inspiration to us. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, so it's his family. And so Bird used to run the Indigenous programming at Sundance Film Institute. So mm. he, that all the Taika, they all went through there. And so there was, um, for us, storytelling is everything. And it's not actually about the film. You can, mm. There are so many different mediums to tell stories, right? Whether it can be carving, weaving, right. poetry, right? Mm. So the film, though, because Tahu's so visual, how he sees the world, um, is so impactful and for his life experience, it just seemed very natural that he would go to film. Mm. And uh, yeah, so I mean, it's always very, and very grassrootsy too, we're very grassroots in, in the filmmaking. Mm. So community that helped raise in my filmmakers, but mm. very grassroots, very storytelling focused. Um, and he, it makes absolute sense that he's with mm. Tony and um, Libby yeah. at Mal. Yeah. Absolutely, it just yeah. absolutely makes sense. It's not yeah. as it should be. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, how did you find out about Marilyn? Um, my mum. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, my mum. She, uh, yeah, she told me about Maori Land. Um, she wanted me to attend it, but I mm. said that I, I need to graduate first because I, I, I just feel pressured to, you know, mm. get a degree. Oh, yeah. You have a degree before. Yeah, right? I had a degree before, yeah, yeah. but. It didn't really need to be. I didn't really need it that? for here. Yeah. It was for bachelor's creative performing arts. Right, yeah, right. yeah. So I was at Fatidea when I heard about Māori Land, and I wanted to, and I really wanted to go, but for some reason my instinct told me to finish this off. Yeah. And then I also wanted to do Tipo Theatre, so I wanted to give two companies a go. So mm. I gave Tipo Theatre a go first, and then I wanted to try out Māori Land. 
And when I found out that Māori Land does indigenous films too, like work, like bringing in different films from around the world, I'm like, yep, take me, <laughs> take me. Yeah, yeah, I just, I need to do some, I need to get back to this, man. Like, yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah, because indigenous films have, have always been part of it, but yeah. we were so overshadowed by like mainstream movies, just like The Iron Giant, just like mm. Jurassic Park and like, there weren't really much uh, Māori films that we wanted to look up to. Well, besides Once Were Warriors, but Once Were Warriors were different because we were tamariki that didn't really need, just needed to wait until we're older and then learn about it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, but there was no specific uh, Māori movie that was for all the age group. Yeah, because we, we were just so busy into like the serious ideas, like the serious... Um, impact that Māori have and that's what we need to focus on but there were not much not you know much, fun yeah. Māori animations well not like yeah, today yeah. not like today like we've got some really good um you know tamariki mm. we've got some really good tamariki um films that are being developed and why mm. animations that are on um that are on tvnz too like yeah and it's so amazing to watch and also disney te reo by bringing te reo Right. onto Disney movies like yeah hmm. but uh, all of those wouldn't have happened if you know growing up with the right, right. indigenous hmm. storytellers right. that's why me and my sister look up to Bird Running Water he always said to like hmm. I remember he always gave us like a lesson saying that if you want to be a filmmaker or want to like you know do something that is not really Māori or indigenous based, mm. at least keep your culture together. Like remember where you come from if you're gonna like hold on to a passion that you really love. Mm. And that was really important. That was so, it stuck to our heads for a long time and yeah. we really wanted to be filmmakers, mm. but we don't want to work at Hollywood. <laughs> like yeah, that's the yeah. thing, like we didn't want to work at Hollywood. We wanted to do something like create stories for Māori, create stories for like indigenous people, like it's yeah. so important and, and and I'm happy that Uncle Bird has raised us that way because the first time, I can't remember, but the first time he met me when I was only like two weeks, uh, two weeks old and um, probably that's probably like the origin mm. of my, of why I love films probably because of him like he mm. held he held me he raised Tokoi and mm. yeah because it's always going to be important like mm. we're always going to have our own superhero origins mm. of where our passion comes from mm. and where we start because mm. yeah and that's why I that's why I'm thankful to have these artists mm. with us in our lives mm. yeah mm. and since we have artists in our that we have in our lives it's cool to make like you know friends with yes. younger artists as well like here in Māori land mm -hmm. whether they're animators or concept art mm -hmm. artists uh storytellers yeah. yeah it's the same thing like because we share an interest and we share a passion and even if those passions and interests can be different mm -hmm. it is still the same category in the passion that we are in so yeah. i and I like it. I love the way you you explain it. Like for Maori land, mm. we don't want to go to the Hollywood kind of no, thing because we don't want to, no. it's, it's like you're going to dilute yeah. the 
I'm trying to find uh, the tradition or culture, yeah. something like that. So yes. because if Golden you Globes, yeah, yeah. Give me award winners, like it's not our style. Because Libby, Libby Hakaraya, mm. uh, she told me this, and I told her like, um, there's been so many big artists um, that are coming out of Aotearoa lately. Mm. Um, why is that? And she said like, well, there's a good path and there's a path that you need to be careful. Mm. The good path is that you want to tell stories to our community, mm. to our indigenous whanos, mm. to our Pacifica and you know everyone. Mm. But the but you have to be careful on a dif, on a certain path mm. that could be a roundabout, and that roundabout is ego. Right. And the reason why she told me that ego is so. It's so big is because like we lose ourselves mm. because we're used to like being recognized and we're used to being like you know we're used to being like you know having all this attention and like having all of this amazing fame that we have and that's what libby told me about yeah, yeah. and that's also the reason why i didn't go to la mm. uh for my film festival because i just feel like that i'll lose my ego there mm. because it's such an egotistic um place yeah, yeah. like mm. people love themselves they love the attention mm. and that's what was important mm. as an artist is that you have to remind yourself that you're a storyteller mm. not telling a story and be famous and get yeah. the freaking yeah. yeah and get the teslas and all that <laughs> like yeah like it's it's really important when it comes to the dangers, especially like with Takiwatanga. Mm. I'm happy that I have Takiwatanga with me because I've been raised with my mum being careful mm. or who to trust around people. Like mm. I remember all of that stuff, and I and yeah, I did like you know ditch some stuff that my friends were doing that they're not supposed to be doing, mm. and then they did call me like you know a bit of a pufta. But hey, I'm. At least I'm not gonna go to jail yeah, in the yeah. in the future. Like I wanna, like I wanna be me. Mm. And I think that's just what medical centers are also forgetting is that like the kids wanna be kids. Mm. Like you can't just give you can't just give a note to say like what they need yeah. or what you have to wait for. Yeah, mm. the same as like you know with filmmaking. Like you know, but we want a story about like you know. Uh, the knight saving the princess. We've seen that a couple of times. Mm. We don't need to see that again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We don't need to see another Forrest Gump. We don't need to see another Rain Man. Sure, those movies were brilliant and they still are, but mm. it's time to, you know, change the game. Yeah. See it in another perspective. Right? Yeah, because, like, hell, I don't like changes. My my spectrum doesn't like changes at all like i don't like changes like i don't like when things change around or if my room changes around or if we're supposed to go to the movie theaters and then not i'm like oh god i hate it like i blame the parents for that definitely but hey when you get to a certain age yeah change is gonna have to happen yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so how was it kate um for Tahoe growing up, given he doesn't like changes, but you travel a lot as a family. So how, how are you handling that? So it was to the point where we used to have you know, video stores, there used to be video stores, and we had this every Tuesday, because we had to have a schedule, right? Mm. Like a certain route, we'd go and get our videos for the week. We'd go and get DVDs, mm. you get them Tuesday, six for $6. So we'd go to this yeah. one store, 
And then it shifted. They were going to they planned to shift to the other side of the of the mall. Yeah, about right. two three hundred meters away, it shifted. Right. So that was <laughs> Tahu was about seven. Yeah. And we got there and he wouldn't he was going he in his mind it had walked across and plonked itself somewhere it wasn't supposed to be. And it took a real long time to get him to walk through the doors of the new venue because mm. it had, if I took a certain route to school, you know, all hell would break loose. So it was mm. just you know, having to deal with that. So what it was, I think I'd mentioned earlier that we had said to Toe, even though he's a little fellow, we said, you're going to have to meet us halfway. Mm. So and especially when we go on to Marae, Forfiti, yeah. you know, the 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 um the meeting of the peoples is very important. It's a ceremony, right. but it was absolutely overwhelming for someone with mm. Takiwatanga. So mm. I'd always have to go to the back. I'd miss all the corridor because I'd have this kid at the back trying to calm him down. So I missed a lot. And then mm. I realised if I just go with him and we sit calmly in the back, and then I would always prepare his own food. Mm. And when everyone went off, we'd go back to the car park and eat that food together and chat about it. So we just, it was all, it's not co- its not compromise either. It's just finding another way. way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Nothing to compromise. People say, oh, you've got to make compromises. No, if you have to compromise, then you're not doing it the right way. Like, yeah. it's just do it a different way and and take one another along. So at, at all times, Tau had to meet us too. Mm. So, and as it turned out, um, of course, he's been in, in the Kapaka group, he's around people all the time. And one of the things that really, really helped us with um, being raised by uh, a lot of whānau from Indian country who are Native American Indians, it was just natural to travel to them. Mm. So, airports are familiar. So that was all natural. That was never really an issue. Eh? Tahu was going because yeah. they were farmer. Yeah. Uncle Ron and Auntie Laura, Mum, so in bird, like that was normal. And they'd get all mad if we didn't get on a plane. Go, do you have any? They had no idea that you couldn't just yes. drive up the road. Yeah. That was more the issue. Yeah. Um, but I think the biggest thing that, especially in his teenage years, the biggest discovery was the noise cancelling. Right, yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So I remember being um, really overwhelmed by so much things, um, especially as a teenager. Um, I just did not know what to do. Um, I know what I wanted to do, but there was not much. Um, mm. There was not much um, education around films back then, like yeah. it's all, all the arts industry. Yeah, there was no, um, there was literally no uh, options for art, and Maori land wasn't an option back mm. then. Like it wasn't, like they didn't. I didn't even know this place existed until yeah. I, you know, entered Fitidea, mm. and I thought to myself, man, I really wanted to do films. But I have to like, you know, keep going, mm. keep be just focus on the indigenous side of this and then you can get to your to where you wanna go. And yeah. And the noise cancelling headphones really helped me because it helped me to think and it helped me to um to like pace myself mm. as I grow older as well. Um I always say to, you know, everyone like, is it okay if I 
you know, have this on with me. Right. I ain't gonna be rude. I ain't gonna watch YouTube or anything. Like, mm -hmm. I just want to, like, you know, have this with me if I need a downtime. Right. Yeah. Because okay. yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. what advice can you give to those children or, uh, uh, yeah, children who would children, kids, uh, those who are growing up who would like to take um, filmmaking or any other interests like what you have? Uh, it could be something an art painting or. I think challenge the change um, if you can, like challenge the changes even if it's scary or even if it's like, you know, something that you don't want to do but you really want to like, you know, really get there but you but this is the only option to do it. I just say take one step at a time, it's not, just take a step at a time, it's, um, it doesn't need to take like, don't need to like take two steps or you don't need to like, you know, go overboard. Like reaching to the fourth step, just take your time. It's mm. not, yeah, because we still got a, because we still got a young life. Your your right, life is right. still young, mm. and uh, and the world, and the world is gonna keep turning and turning every day. And you've got a lot to learn. Like you're still you're still new to this world. Mm. Like you know we're not, we're not in our thirties or forties or fifties <laughs> yet, but. Long but this is yeah. but this is a good op, but this is a good um this is a good start to right. like you know really carry on and i think like a message for parents is just patience mm -hmm. um yeah. it's, it's it's definitely patience because um not all medical centers are perfect right. and not all and not all medical doctors you know are bad there are probably good ones, but they're just not, you know, being recommend recommended at the moment. So, for the parents, just patience. Um, yeah, you don't need to see your child as a child, a child with a disease or or an interesting personality. Just see it. Just see that child say that. Oh, he's probably he probably has superpowers. Yeah, because that's what that's what I love to do. Like I always say to my little cousin um when he was diagnosed told me what is autism or what is adhd and i said it's a superpower mm. yeah and that's what you have yeah yeah yeah. Like yeah yeah so just those little little things yeah. to help with parents and for the tamariki changes are scary but you know it is the only way to, to deal with it yeah, yeah to deal with it mm. yeah one step at a time yeah. Right. Yeah. Thank you. And for you, Kate, what advice can you give to parents, especially the daily living skills area? Like this is yeah. very important for for parents because for me personally, that's my worry. Like, OK, uh, what will happen to them in the future? For you, what advice can you perhaps uh, send up to people? So I think going from what Tahu said, Tahuarua said, it's just it's a little bit more patience and for every new experience or new opportunity that has been presented to your child we used to practice yeah. getting there so mm. when we to a new town and there was another school we'd practice going to the school up to the gate and then we came home again do you remember that time what are we just yeah. went through yeah. didn't go into the school and then we came home again and we got used to that um and so we would repeat things we would just start off and go this is going to be the drive this is the drive we take to here and then we'd mm. stop um, and then we come home again. And um, we even got to a point where we said, Tahoro, would you like to walk home from school? And so we practiced kind of 
Mm. And then we asked him to walk home. Or all, if there was all these people around the community waiting, and then he didn't turn up. We're like, oh, what happened? We found him, and because the 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 pathway had run out. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Right. <laughs> and because it stopped, well, he stopped. He just sat there. <laughs> we found yeah. him on the road. So you make and you make mistakes, and you have your moments. Yeah. I think for families, it is about being patient and one task at a time, mm. one idea at a time. So as a mother, over functioning, you know, you're busy trying mm. to get out the door. You should be screaming. <laughs> shoes on, get in the car, what are you doing? Why is the bed not made? And you say that in one big breath. Yeah. yeah. We did that with Tahu. He would get on all fours and start just on all fours galloping around the house. <laughs> but if I say to him, put your shoes on, he puts them on. Now, right. get your back. Get your back. He's like, they're like little soldiers and they're just amazing. And out of all our kids, of which we raised four teenagers under the house, he was always ready for school. He was always on time. He he was ready to go, you know, at five in the morning to catch the bus and see like he was the one absolutely prepared. Whereas my other were just <laughs> getting them out the door, getting them out of bed. It's just such an issue. Tangaroa yeah. was an absolute joy in his teenage years. Absolute joy. Um mm. as long as he knew his schedule. So everything highly scheduled. The other thing that's really um, wonderful if you've got little ones is having the calendars with the photos of them doing what you need right. them to do at certain times because we are so very egocentric and run mm. all through you know, our childhood and our teenage years. So having the photos of them brushing his teeth and moving on to the brush, and that those actually worked. We didn't really bother with a ward system because it means nothing. It's, a, yeah. it's too far ahead and it's abstract. Just do it. Just yeah. here are your tasks. And they'll mm. do it. That's mm. what I discovered. That was our own experience. So teenage years were not an issue. Mm. That whole, you know, can't get out of bed. He's mm. always been super motivated. Um, mm. Like I say, but it depends on the kid. Tahuaroa's spirit um, and determination just it, it, it counteracts mm. some of the other challenges he may have. Yeah. Um, which is great, we're grateful for. Um, mm. So some of the other things, what else is there? So there is, you know, the patience, but it's doing, practising the routes. Routes, yeah. Um, yeah. One task at a time. Uh, we just, as a farm, we put ourselves at the centre of his life. So although we really were grateful to the school's advice, medical advice, um, we ensured we were the ones that held the folder. We're the ones that everything came to. We even had the ORS people in Wellington say, I wasn't to receive their reports. I said, mm. oh, hell no, you are going to, I remember saying, I am the centre of his world. You will see that like being very, very firm. Sure. Yeah. Because you are, as parents, you know your children best. Mm. So don't hand that mana over to somebody else. Have them support you, provide you with the tools, um, Take the advice if it suits you, if it's mm. useful to you. If it's not, let it go, you know. Mm. You are the centre of your child's life. And and really, for them, you're all they need. Mm. Hey. Mm. So, you know, you're all they need. And if you remember that, you're good to go. 
Yeah. 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 Okay. On okay. a Tuesday. Wednesday, it could all turn to custard. You know, who knows? <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. Right. So, what is um, autism in the eyes of Kate? It's another way of experiencing this world and the journey we're on of life. It's, it's another way of experiencing it. And to have somebody in your life that experiences that is really awesome to hear from, from their perspective when you're able to communicate what that looks like, the colours of the world, mm. uh, the shape of the world. And for me, and as a whānau, it has, re and actually for a lot of the teachers that Pahuaroa has engaged with, mm. provided us all with life lessons. Mm. There's a beauty and the honesty that comes yeah. with Tiwatanga. Uh, and at no time would I ever say that we've compromised anything, that we've lost anything, that it's a disability. It's just simply another way of appreciating, you know, the gift of life. That's mm. just for us. It's Takiwatanga, it's all in that word. Yes. Mm. In that word. And mm. so yeah, I mean, you worry, but you worry about all your kids. I've got another daughter that's a full-time actor. I mean, I, have to, I worry about her. <laughs> 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 you worry about, you know, yeah. you've all got stuff to worry about, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, and, yeah, and I I believe that autism can equalise a space. Mm. What's autism days of the Um, can be colourful. No, it can be dark as well, but, yeah. Depending on like how my emotions you have or what your emotions have, mm -hmm. I guess yeah. I guess um, with autism, uh, well, how I see autism, how I really see autism is just that um, mm. it's always going to be a gift. Um, it's always going to be a gift to you know what you have, and and I'm not just talking about autism. I'm talking about all the other spectrums that you know that kids have. Um, Tourette's, Down syndrome, uh, ADHD, all of that, like that's, that's a superpower and it's their superpower and um, and they they can use it how they want to use it but definitely, definitely use it for responsibilities as well. Mm. Um, yeah, and I think uh, all I can say is that Takiwatanga is always going to be in his or her own space. Mm -hmm. um, do you have any final message? Thank you for um, taking the time. Thank you. I really appreciate your yeah. time and uh, the wisdom from you, Kate. I really appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. Do you feel Yeah, man. <laughs> 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 <laughs>